Hey everyone. So thank you so much for tuning in. I'm wondering, did you know that you can now join Ask the Tarot every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern live on Spotify? That's right, live. But we all know the best part of tarot isn't just listening, it's getting your own cards read. Have a question about your future or your past? Maybe about your love life or your career? I want to hear from you. All you have to do is download the Spotify Live app in your app store or click the link in our episode descriptions to sign up for free. Then follow Ask the Tarot in the Spotify Live app to get notified every time I go live and hear what the tarot has in store. Why miss out on that? Everybody. Welcome to another edition of Ask the Tarot. I am your host, Michelle T. I am the host of the Your Magic podcast and the author of the book Modern Tarot. This is a tarot room. I'm going to be doing tarot readings for you guys, for folks who uh, you know messaged me their questions over on Instagram. Welcome to those of you who, you know, it's your first time in the room. We're so happy to have you here. This is how it works. If you would like to ask a question of the tarot, you can just like raise your hand and you'll go in a queue and <laughs> you'll go into a queue and then um, I'll call on as many people as I can. Another way to do it is you can email me your question like more in depth and remain anonymous by DMing me over at Instagram at Michelle Tease, T-E-A-Z. And I'm so sick of having to say this, but I absolutely must. I have a lot of impersonators on Instagram, people pretending to be me and they will um, friend you and then they'll try to get you to give them money. I will never do that. I will never be asking any of you for money. I will never be asking you if you want a tarot reading. You want a tarot reading, you can ask me, okay? So just know that and please tell your friends because a lot of people are getting scammed and it breaks my heart. Um, Okay, so, you know, before I go on with this, oh yeah, I also want to say, I know we have folks listening on Spotify, which I love. If you guys actually want to participate and raise your hand and be part of this incredible chat that we have going on here every week, just um, hop over to Spotify Live and you can join in that way. Okay, very cool. And now my final announcement before I start reading cards. This is very exciting and it seems like somehow Jasmine already knows about it, but wait, is it already there? Yes. Okay. Vera is here and Vera is announcing. Um, we started a Your Magic Discord. And I have to say the reason we're doing it is because of you guys right here in this chat. Like I get so much life out of how amazing you all are and how friendly you are to each other. And I know that there's been times that people actually want to help and support each other, but there's, you know, how do you do it? Now you can do it over on Discord. Um, just pop over there. There's a there's an Ask the Tarot area that you can jump on. There's a Your Magic area. You guys can like know each other. It's very cute. And I'm really happy that we're doing it. Thank you, Vera, for hooking it up. Vera Blossom is the very best in the whole world. Okay. Now let's do what we're here to do, which is read tarot cards. Um, listen to this question that came into my Instagram. I almost died. I'm like, do not worry. I'm answering this immediately. It's so sweet. Hi, Michelle. I'm a senior in high school and I have to decide where I'm going to college by this Friday. That's tomorrow, y'all. That's not me. That's her. My question for your Spotify live is what will it be like if I went to one read Two, UC Berkeley. Three, Vassar. OMG, like no big deal. This person only has the world at her feet. Congratulations for getting into all these amazing schools. I did pick cards for you. I used the American Renaissance deck and I picked three cards for each school. 
for Reed, Reed looks okay. You know, uh, you got the pioneer of coins, which is sort of like a, a page of coins, I believe. You got the king of cups. And then you got the two of swords. And yeah, two of swords, some decks are really chill in the two of swords. And some decks are just like, the two of swords means you're tormented. Um, so it's, it's a little funny on this one. It looks, you know, there's a ghost kind of emerging from a mausoleum on the two of swords in this deck. And I just feel like maybe that's not the vibe you want for college, or maybe it is. Um, anyway, you know, I, I, this is a big question. Uh, Reed is a big, fancy, and really um, intense school. I, I had an ex whose twin sister graduated from there, and, and I, know what, I know a little bit about the Reed life. I feel like you would want something better than this, okay? So I'm, I'm feeling a little lackluster about Reed, according to the tarot. Now you see Berkeley, however, OMG, you got some really amazing cards. The first one is a card called the Pope, which is the Hierophant. And I have to tell you, as much as we dislike popes and patriarchy, the Hierophant is a great card to get for a reading about school because, you know, he represents knowledge, higher learning and, you know, traditional paths to that, which is, you know, school. So already I'm like, oh, that's nice. Okay. And then we get the star. Oh my God, the star, like, Yes. I mean, it's one of the biggest yes cards in the deck as, uh, as far as I'm concerned. And then your final one is lover. So it's like, oh my gosh, what are you going to commit to? You're going to commit to UC Berkeley, I think. It certainly bodes well for you if you do. Now, I will tell you what I picked for Vassar. It's not as good as UC Berkeley, okay? You got the two of wands, which is, it's inspiring. It's nice, right? You got the queen of wands, who like is great. We love the queen of wands. And then you got justice. So, you know, again, that's not bad. Um, Justice is very intellectual. It definitely has a resonance with higher education. But damn, no, Berkeley. Berkeley it is, according to the tarot. So um, just remember the Pope, which is also the Hierophant, Lover, which is the Lovers, and Star. Good luck to you. Isn't that adorable, you guys? I think it's very adorable. Okay, let's see who's here, who has their hands up. All right, Azure. Can I help you? Or you'd rather do tarot. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I just wanted to do a, <laughs> a vibe check, basically. Okay. Okay. We can definitely do that. Uh, is there any a vibe around any particular area of life or just an overall vibe check? Uh, you know, feeling... You know, the magic witchy space. <laughs> okay. okay, that's cool. The, the magic witchy space, a vibe check on that. Those energies, powers, and all of that. Okay. Hmm. It looks like there's a little bit of a str- an energy struggle. Um, I mean, ultimately, you're good. I mean, ultimately, you're actually very good. Um, your middle card for this three-card reading is the um, the nine of wands in the top deck, which is moon and Sagittarius, which I think is actually quite witchy, um, really good at manifesting, really open, um, inspired, really positive. But then the very first card you got is the three of swords, the sorrow card. Um, so I'm wondering is like, are, are you in a situation where like, do you feel like anyone's been sort of like dampening your magic or vampiring you, psychic vampiring or... It's been feeling that way a lot lately, yeah. (laughs) It looks like there's, well, if you, if there's not an actual person that you know, like, yes, this person is draining me, what it could be, 
Let me see. Yeah, definitely. I just picked the high priestess. What it could be is something old that's needing to be looked at. An old wound, an old hurt. Um, you know, it's Saturn and Libra. It's probably around um, something that was relational. Doesn't need to have been a romantic relationship. Could have been a friend, family member, but something wants a little attention in that space. Like it wants you to use your your witchy magic to kind of um, process it. You, your final card that you have um, is the seven of wands. And that is, you know, that card is a little tired, right? That is the card of like, it's it's Mars and Leo. And you do win the battle when this card comes up. It is a yes, but it's like, you have to fight a little bit. You have to rally. It's like, it's like you have to push yourself to be inspired right now is what it looks like. It's like, it's not like you're like, oh, I can't wait to, you know, set up my altar for the new moon on Saturday and do some eclipse magic. You're just sort of like, uh, I don't know. I feel like I should do that, but I don't necessarily want to. Is that, does that feel correct? Oh God, that, yep. That is the vibe for me for this. <laughs> okay. Well, what I always like saying is like, you know, the moon, the moon is not there to like pressure us. Like we don't have to be like perfectionists with our moon worship. It's totally okay to skip a new moon, skip a full moon. It's fine. Um, if, you know, if other things need your attention, like you need to just like be a slug on the couch eating popcorn. That's really, that's sometimes that's the magic that needs to happen. So give yourself that. But, you know, and I would just say, I would leave it at that and just be like, it's okay. You know, you're just low energy right now, except that three of swords is really wanting some attention. So, um, and when I, when I asked the tarot and I said, is this true? The card I pulled is the high priestess, which is, you know, incredibly powerful witchy card. So it, to me, it just seems like there's something, if you're feeling a little blocked, I would try to root out like wh where is there a relationship that doesn't feel super resolved or you still feel like there's a little pain that's lingering from it. Um, or maybe it's a, a relationship where you felt a little disempowered. What can you do um, in your magic practice? How can you use your magic practice to sort of heal that a little bit? Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Mm, good. <laughs> uh, good. I wish you so much luck with it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. I heard somebody just be like, oh, like, I'm always a slug around the, the new moon. And I love that. And I just have to say this new moon is in Taurus, right? So expect extra slug-like energies. <laughs> it's on a Saturday. It's a weekend Taurus new moon. Oh my God. It's, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of lazing around. Um, oh, and I'm seeing uh, here, don't forget to follow your magic and follow me. And then you'll get notified when we go live weekly. Thanks, Ask the Tarot for popping that into the chat. I appreciate it. All right. This is a really like th this next uh, problem that came into my Instagram. It feels like such a familiar problem from being like when I was a young person living in San Francisco, just like being a renter. Um, I mean, I'm still a renter, but I don't have my roommates are my family. So it's a little different, but check this out. I just moved into a new house and it's super nice in a great location. And one of my housemates, let's call her Olivia, and I seem to have a lot in common. The only problem is that there's this woman who's been living here for six years and she kind of decided that she's in charge of everything in the house. She sets all bills paid rates for everyone and she's definitely overcharging. According to Olivia, let me see, where is that? According to Olivia, she has refused to provide receipts, be more transparent or negotiate rent prices in the past. 
Olivia has kind of gotten trapped into the situation because she has been living here for two years, has a really nice space, and realistically, there aren't cheaper or better options elsewhere. Olivia and I decided we are going to have a house meeting and confront the scamming woman to see if she is willing to be honest and allocate payments fairly. If she doesn't, then I am just going to move out and find somewhere else to live. What do you think? How is the house meeting going to go? As a side note, I'm also interested in joining a queer housing co-op, but they only have one spot open and it tends to be competitive. How does it look to stay in this house? Is there a chance the queer co-op might accept me? And can I leave the scamming behind? Oh boy. Um, okay. What a question, right? Uh, I, I know people who have been in that situation. I even know people who have been in the, in the role of the primary tenant and felt really entitled um, doing what they were doing because they felt like they paid their dues by being in the city and all this other stuff. And frankly, I thought that was bullshit. I just feel like housing is housing is a right. I don't like when people mess with housing. You know, it's really, you know, this is people's um, livelihood. It's like, oh, it makes me so stressed out. So um, I pulled cards, you know, what does it look like, you know, for for this person to um, how does how does it look like the first of all the first thing I picked is you know does it what does it look like as far as the meeting the housing meeting which you know frankly I wasn't thinking it was going to look very good right I mean people especially since she was already you know confronted and stuff and 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 didn't really seem like she had a good reaction but you got good cards for the house meeting um, the first one is love three of cups I wonder if there is a way. Um, for you and Olivia to come at it, you know, with love in some way. I mean, you know, uh, hopefully this person isn't just like a terrible person. Hopefully this is just a person who had a lot of scarcity and survival fears and just thought that this was the right way to kind of take care of themselves. Um, But, you know, it's so unethical, obviously, right? So maybe just... That that there's a there's a little hint in there for you with the three of cups with love and maybe it's helpful that it's you and Olivia this time and not just Olivia. Um, the next one is the six of wands, which you know in the top deck is called uh, victory, and this one it's called trust, which is so interesting. Um, I wonder if there is you know something that happens where she does make. Um, a promise to you to become more uh, transparent and there's something you feel like you can trust it. Maybe she can trust that you guys are coming from a really honest place, right? And calling her out. And then the final one is woman of crystals, guardian. Um, It's really interesting to read what this might mean. I mean, it's possible that this woman thinks of herself as the guardian of the house, as the primary tenant. You know, she might feel like she has a lot of responsibility. It's her name on the lease, et cetera. Um, so, you know, I would do what you can do to honor that without, you know, un- going over the top or anything. I mean, she's still being unethical. You don't need to totally kiss her ass, but it does seem like coming at this in a gentle way. Um, and also that like, you know, you guys are your own guardians. You guys are each other's guardian looking out for your own best interest. Right. So I really hope that the meeting goes as beautifully as these cards. I picked them in the Voyager tarot. So they're very collage and beautiful. Um, and then I picked three cards. Like, what does it look like that queer house look like for you? It doesn't look good. I'm sorry to say the very first card is five of worlds, um, which is called setback. So to me, that's just saying you're not going to get it. As you said, it's one place, it's one slot. It's very competitive. 
The next one that came up is called the Sage of Cups. And this is like a court card and it's an, it's an, like an elder. So I just wonder if, you know, there's somebody who's maybe a little older or there's something about this other person and maybe their age or um, place in life experience. I don't know. That's going to be the person that they choose. And then, you know, the last card you got is devil's play, which is the devil card. Um, so, you know, I'm just thinking, please don't put too much energy into this. Um, I'm a little nervous about the devil card because it's like, you know, it should, this should be just a very simple, like, sorry, no, you're not getting it. So if they're stringing you along or anything like that, like maybe you'll get it. You're, there's a way, there's something strange. I would walk away from it. It doesn't look like it's the right thing for you right now. But staying in the house that you're at, um, I'm picking three cards for that right now. And huh, here's the thing. I think that staying in this house right is is okay for you right now. Um, I don't think it's going to be forever because I think there's probably going to be more problems with this primary person. You know, maybe she gets swept away and says she's going to do the right thing, but then it's actually just very hard for her to do the right thing. But as you said yourself, Quarant, you said that, you know, it's still kind of a good deal, even, even knowing that you're being ripped off. Oh, I just hate that for you. But for staying in the house, you've got the 10 of cups, passion. Okay. You are kind of at the end with it, with being there. Um, it's a 10, but also passion, right? Like there, there's something beautiful about it. I'm feeling like, hold on, I'm going to pick a card on this. Yeah. I'm like, are, can you and Olivia hang out there together until you find a new place to move into together? And I just picked the strength card for that. So I think that yes, you can, but you know, the other cards for you staying in this house, you got the eight of crystals, which is called synthesis. And to me, that's just saying like, it just makes sense for you to be there right now. Like, you know that you're getting ripped off. That doesn't feel good. You know, which brings me to my next card, the seven of crystals, dullness, just like a yucky feeling, right? So, you know, it, it it's kind of the logical thing to stay there until you guys can find a better place. Um, but I think you can find a better place and you just hang out, make nice with that unethical head roommate. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully she turns the beat around and makes the rest of your time in this place um, as, as, you know, good feeling as possible, you know, uh, positive as possible. But, um, you know, with that dullness card, I don't know, there's, there's something there. Ha, huh, Okay. That's that. I hate situations like that. I'm very passionate about housing. I mean, I, I hate I hate when people are flipping houses. I hate I feel like such a communist with housing. I'm like, people need a house. It's it's basic stability and survival, right? We need affordable housing. Okay. Um, what's going on? Is there a conversation that I'm missing in the chat about oracle cards? Let me see. Um, yeah, what's the difference between oracle and what's the difference between that and a tarot? Um, I see that somebody, Dan, Danny, is saying that um, they've, they've heard that Oracle cards are better in situations where you can't change the outcome, but need guidance going forward, which, you know, that's so interesting. I mean, I use them for, I think you can use either uh, tarot or Oracle decks for anything, but it's true. I do have this one very sweet Oracle deck called Vessel, and I do use that deck specifically to help you when you're in a stuck situation. But that isn't because it's an Oracle deck. It's more that it's the nature of this particular deck. It's very supportive and emotional. But um, I love Oracle decks. It's really fun to see the world of symbols that an individual can come up with. Um, so yeah. Um, and you know, tarot can be reversed or not. And you know, if you want to reverse your Oracle's cards, you can. 
I don't really love reversals. I think I've said that before. Um, and but lots of people do. So, you know, it's it's just a personal taste kind of a thing. Um, I just want to shout out Vinny, who wrote his final essay on sustainable housing. Good for you and thank you. All right, I'm gonna get out of this chat because it's gonna distract me because you guys are too cool. Um, let me see what else I have here. Let me see. Lance, you are up. Hello. How can the tarot help you tonight? Oh, hi. Hi. Um, so I'm getting married this fall. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And um, I have a bit of a weird relationship with my parents. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to be 25 this year, but I still have two younger siblings that live with my parents. Okay. Sorry, I'm, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Take your time. Um. But yeah, my parents, um, I kind of grew up Mormon. My parents are Mormon and they're pretty um, homophobic, but oh, they so like, fun. yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, <laughs> we're yeah. not close, but I'm really close with all of my siblings mm -hmm. and I definitely want all my siblings to be at the wedding. So I'm wondering how I should go about kind of talking to my parents about it, if that makes sense. Sure. It does make sense. Um, do you have any different ideas of different strategies or approaches that you want me to pick on? Um, well, I had one approach that was, I guess my, the two approaches that I was considering was like a more subtle kind of like, oh, you know, I would really love everyone to be there versus like straightforwardly telling them like, Hey, if I'm going to have you at the wedding, I really need all my younger siblings to be there. Like no matter how you feel about me and my partner's relationship or quote unquote lifestyle, which is the wording that they like to use. Oh my God. That's so eighties. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. So the situation is, um, your, your younger siblings are, are they minors and they kind of have to be taken by your parents? Yeah. My youngest sibling is 10 and, okay. um, yeah. Okay. And so, so you basically have to invite your parents in order to get your siblings. Right. Which I'm, I'm like, I'm impartial to my parents being there. Like, I don't really care one way or the other. Um, I would love to share that moment with them, but I know that they don't experience it the same way that I do, you know? Oh, you are, you're, yeah. you are just like so emotionally wise. I can just hear it in your voice. You have been through it with this and I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry that you had to do the emotional work that you had to do to get where you are with it. All right. So first I'm going to ask, what does it look like if you do just, if you're kind of like a, a very just sort of like, it sounds like an almost vague approach, right? Just like, we'd love everyone to come sort of, that's that's one approach. Is that right? Yeah. And just seeing where it lands. Yeah. Okay. So what does that sort of vague approach look like? And then there is the approach of like being more direct, right? Yeah. And telling them that you basically want to behave, them to behave. Is that is that what it is? Yeah. And like to make sure that like, I, I guess I'm worried that they'll like show up to the wedding and like my siblings won't be with them, you know, like they'll leave them home or something. Oh, okay. All right. You know something? Hold on then. I want to put these cards back because I really want to get at the heart of the matter, which is you're going to be telling that you, you're going to be telling your parents. Okay. So it's more like, what if you aren't very, you're just like, I'd love everyone to come and you just see what happens. And then the other is just like, I want my siblings to be there very much more direct. Yeah. 
okay, all right, I'm doing it. Okay, thank you so much for clarifying it. Okay, so the first time is just like, you know, just kind of opening the door to the conversation and see what happens, see if they bring it up. And then the second is being very overt in what your desire is, and that is you really want the, your, your, your siblings to be there. Okay. All right. So the first one, let me see. It doesn't look bad. Okay. And then the second one, the more overt one, huh? Very interesting. Okay. So, you know, this, these cards look a little messy and that probably makes sense because this is a hard situation, right? Um, so for, for just sort of like putting it out there, like, Hey, we're getting married. We love for you all to be there and seeing where that goes. The very first card that comes up is the queen of discs. And there's something about that that maybe feels a little bit solid and safer for you um, because who wants to have a giant confrontation, you know? So there's something where in that where you feel like you can really ground into just being like open and just like, hey, you guys should all come and like putting the ball in their court. Um, the next card that comes up is the four of swords, which is truce, which is really interesting because, you know, it is sort of like making a little bit of a piece between like, not trying to start shit, but still trying to ask for what you want. So, you know, it's Jupiter in Libra. It is, Libra does really um, favor um, modes modes that are like this, that might be a little passive aggressive, not passive aggressive, but a little like couched, right? Not super, not super direct because they care about harmony and doing things in a gentle way. Um, so that is a very good card for this. The last one, though, you got is the Ten of Cups. Um, in the top deck, the Ten of Cups is about things feeling a little stagnant. So I'm wondering if, like, this might be a really good opening for a conversation that actually goes on for a little bit. Let me see. Uh, because, like, you might need to, at some point, actually have that direct conversation so that you know what's going on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. Does that make sense? Okay, so now if you start though with the direct, with the very very direct, it looks like it's going to almost be like a fight right away. You get the ten of swords. It, does that does that seem like is that your? Yeah, that, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah, I mean that sounds really that looks really harsh. Um, uh, it doesn't. The vibes don't stay like that though. The next card is the four of cups. Okay, and that is like things stabilize. Are they truly stable? No, it's rocky underneath. But it's like being able to make nice, take a breath. And then with that read, you end with the star, which is to me, I think getting what you want, you know? Um, I think that, let me see. Yeah. It's like, it looks like there's no way out of having the direct conversation. Um, and it seems like if you really want to know if they're going to bring your siblings, you're going to have to ask them that, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look like there's any way around that. I keep pulling the five of wa five of swords, the defeat card. I'm feeling like they're not going to want to bring them. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I don't know if you want to pick cards on how to how to manage that, if that's the case. Um, or if you want to just like, you know, come back later after you have this conversation. Um, and, you know, you can always send a, a message into my Instagram or, or pop back up here. But... Yeah. Um, you know, between those two, it seems like doing it in the kind of nicer way is nicer, but it, you kind of don't get what you want. You know, you, it kind of like you hit a wall. Asking for what you want, you get a better chance of getting it, even though it's it's a rougher 
like little bit of a of a terrain to have to walk through for sure. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And it's definitely going to be a hard conversation, but <clears throat> I do want them to know that like it's it's really important to me. So thank you so oh, much. You are so welcome. And I just hope you have so much support around you outside of your, you know, your parents and your family of origin to like, you know, pump you up before you have this conversation and then just like be there to like hold you um after you come out of it. Like really make a make a like post conversation plan for yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, so true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely like make make space for like self-care because that it looks like it you know anytime the ten of swords comes up it's jarring you know it doesn't feel good mm-hmm. thank you so much michelle You're welcome lance we're all we're all with you we're also happy for you and, and we're just with you thank you so much you're welcome oh man such a bummer such a bummer when people are just so held back by just like beliefs you know it's just these silly beliefs that they don't have to believe, but they really feel like they do. I don't even know how to get in there and pick it apart. Um, especially when you just have this like beautiful child who's experiencing love. It's like, how doesn't that trump everything, you know? Um, okay. All right. Let me see. We got just a little, a quick and easy housing question here. My partner and I have been trying to buy a house in this exhausting, that's all caps, housing market. After losing out on a few houses, we have finally found a pre-constitution community that we're currently on the wait list for. I have no idea what a pre-constitution community is. I've, I, don't, I just don't know what that is, okay? Uh, but I don't need to. I don't need to know. As long as the querent knows, then we're good. Could you see if the cards think this is a right move for us? Um, so yes, I'm happy to say the cards think it's a very great move for you, okay? I'm using the mythical tarot on this. The very first card is the hanged man, which is a card about being waitlisted. <laughs> you might get waitlisted again, or this waitlist might uh, actually feel, you know, a little longer than what you were expecting. But after that comes the two of wands and you're ready to go. I mean, the two of wands is really excellent. It's it's very act, action oriented. It's a yes. It's a let's do this. But even more than that is your final card, the magician. You have manifested yourself a place to live. Congratulations. Um, the magician is a huge yes card. So, you know, stick out, stick it through the hanged man. It's always a little bit of a pain in the ass, right? To have to, to have to endure that. Um, you know, the, the, the illustration in the mythic tarot, it's all like uh, Greco Roman mythology. So the hanged man is that guy, oh God, who is he? One of you brainiacs are going to know who this mythical figure is. He, he was like chained to a rock um, and had like a bird come and peck out his liver every day. And then his liver would grow back overnight and then the bird would come back the next day. Oh, how horrible. Is it a metaphor for being on a wait list for a home? Probably. So um, good luck to you. It does look like it will come for you eventually. Okay, let's see who's here. And... Uh, Jackie, you are on Jackie. Uh, make Prometheus, Annika, thank you. Yes, it was Prometheus. Oh my God. Why even try to use my brain when I'm talking to a, a chat full of, uh, you know, brainiacs? Thank you for that. And hello, Jackie. How can the tarot help you tonight? Hi, Michelle. Um, so I kind of have like a love question. Um, so I am pretty much like a really big, like, home hopeless romantic I have like a Pisces moon and um I'm very sensitive so I just um 
I got back with my ex, which is something that I never really do. Uh, this is like the first time I've ever done this. And I just kind of wanted to know, like, it feels good and nice and everything. But I always feel like maybe I want more. Um, so I just kind of want to know, like, what the cards say about, like, how this is going to go. Um, and if it goes well, um, like, when would I find my love, basically? Um, but okay. So we, our first thing I'm going to do is, is, you know, shuffle and see what does it look like for you to keep staying with your ex right now, since it does feel good. And since that's something that you decided to do, what does it look like for you to keep, um, to stick with that, stick it out? Um, okay. So I'm pulling three cards for that versus, since clearly there's some reason you guys broke up, right? And you're like, you know, you're, it sounds like there is a little uncertainty. What does it look like if you, you know, leave this relationship again and, and let yourself be open to romance coming from someplace else. I want to see what that looks like for you. Is there, is there a greater love, a better fit for you outside of this relationship? Ugh, I got back with an ex once, actually twice with two different exes, dumb both times. Oh my God. But kind of great. Cause you're like, Oh, this is what you do. You do this stupid thing. And now I've had some space from it. And uh, I can see that I don't want to do that stupid thing with you anymore. <laughs> Not that that's your experience. Um, no, exactly. <laughs> you know, this is really interesting, um, Jackie. It's like, this is not a bad relationship for you to be in, but there's something where you're waiting. You are waiting for it to become something more and it's not necessarily going to. And it looks like, it looks like um, leaving is your truth. Okay. There's a, there is definitely a bigger love for you outside of this relationship, even though the path to getting there, it looks like it's going to be a little bit hard. Um, so let me tell you what I'm seeing. The very first card for getting back with your ex or staying with your ex is the chariot. So that's you being like, okay, I'm on board. We're going to do this again, right? Like it's the chariot of war. <laughs> so, you know, there's some bumps in the road there, you know, you guys have been through something, you know, you've been through a breakup that is bumpy enough. And so you're, but you're like, okay, we're going to do it. It's the cancer card, right? So there is familiarity, there's love. Um, and, and there's like a, a, a type of loyalty, you know? So, so there's that. And then you get to the hanged man. So you're kind of waiting for it to kind of kick something to kick in. You're like, okay, this feels a little weird that I've gone back into this. Like, what's the payoff? Like, what's the, how are we going to level up? Like, what are we going to do different this time that makes this better? Um, and so it feels like maybe it's a little uncomfortable for you while you're waiting to see how it is going to be different, how it is going to be better this time around. Your final card is happiness. It's the nine of cups. It's Jupiter and Pisces. It's a Pisces card. Um, so it does look like there is happiness there for you. And, you know, I wonder a little bit if, if it's not your, you know, your, you, you opened, you know, your whole, your whole question tonight talking about you, you're such a romantic and that is so such a sweet way to be, but it can be a double-edged sword because sometimes the fantasies of romance are not realistic, right? And they can get in the way of enjoying the type of romance that is possible on planet earth, right? So it could be a little bit of that. Um, with the hanged man, but here's why I'm really thinking that um, love is better for you elsewhere in spite of this reading not being too bad. For the three cards for going, for, for leaving the relationship and looking elsewhere, you got the universe. That's huge, you know, as somebody like yourself who seems very 
um, romance focused, like very romance centric, um, you know, as a Pisces, the sort of um, dreaminess and inspiration and creativity that you get from romance is, is really powerful. And the spirituality that you almost get from romance is really powerful. And so I think that with the universe card there for you, that's really meaningful. The other two cards, the first card for, you know, breaking up again and looking elsewhere is the Ace of Swords. So that's really interesting. I feel like you're almost having to think differently about romance this time when you do this. Um, I think it's really important to think about um, what is possible, like what's on you, what was on what was on your ex, how are you going to do things a little differently and like just hit the ground running in a new, fresh way. Your next card, though, is the Nine of Swords, um, and that's a hard card. It's it's called Cruelty in the top deck. You know, in the in the Rider Weight deck, it's the person who is having a nightmare. I think of this card as a lot of self cruelty and anxiety. So, if you are a person, and I know a lot of romantics can be like this, if you're a person that has a hard time being alone, um, you know, you might end up finding that during this period, you're a little racked with. Um, you know, negative thinking, worst case scenarios, anxiety. Um, but what I would say is that that's actually an opportunity for you to look at how you're holding romance and, and what you're thinking, you know, the way that you're holding romance in your life. And, you know, what are your expectations? Are you expecting too much from romance? Like, what are things that you can give yourself? There's something mental there for you to sort out on your own, I think, while you're while you're kind of temporarily single, because then the universe card's gonna come for you and it's like you're gonna be in better, way better shape to meet this like next level partner um that I think the universe is representing. Does any of this make sense to you? No, yeah, it all makes sense to me completely. I mean you hit it right on the spot. I really do expect a lot just because um I I mean I expect a lot and I and I feel like I should be treated uh, like like a queen, I guess. Everyone wants to be treated like that. So I do have a lot of expectations. And I guess, yeah, I could take some of that from myself and get just some from some back from someone else. Yeah, I mean, in no way am I suggesting that you shouldn't be treated like a queen because you should. We should all be treated like queens and we should be treating our partners like queens. It should be that kind of give and take. So um, so yeah, I, I, it just it looks like there's something there to be sorted out. But it does look like I love the universe card and I always direct people to go towards the universe card, even if it's a rocky road, because, you know, sometimes it's like some of those it just some of those gifts um, can be really, really powerful if we've kind of worked on ourselves and done the hard work to be really ready for them. And that's what that looks like to me. Yes, that's perfect. Thank you so much, Michelle. You're so welcome. Good luck to you. Thank you. I want everyone to find their their prince charming or their princess charming or their non their charming non-binary person, you know, that you can just kind of like dote upon and then have them dote upon you. I love that. Okay. Um this here's a here's a, a little note that came in that was pretty pretty interesting question. Um, I've applied for a third year to teach English abroad in Spain. Being a Minnesota girl, I've really adjusted to the warmer weather, livelier culture, and arguably better lifestyle. I mean, oh my God, I just came back from a two-week honeymoon in Spain, as some of you know, and I'm not going to argue with anything that this person is saying. I mean, the weather wasn't warmer because I live in Southern California, but man, livelier culture and arguably better lifestyle. I'm going to co-sign that. All right. 
Um, but I'm afraid that envisioning a life here without a plan is only going to lead to disaster. The job I'm doing only allows me to work in Spain on a student visa. So it's not really the best way to maintain a residency. I've ne truly never felt more at peace than I have living here. But is it blissful ignorance? This summer, I'll be back in Minnesota for about four months. I'm worried that going back will trick me into being more wary about a commitment to moving to Spain. Life at home is easier in some ways, but much more difficult in others. I'm 26 and I'm feeling a pretty big pressure to maintain a commitment to something. I feel like I'm almost living in limbo by not choosing one path over the other. Do I commit to finding a stable life in Spain or do I return home and seek out options in my own country? Alternatively, is it okay that I'm still living in limbo? All right. So let's see. I picked some cards. I picked from a really interesting deck. You know, I'll take some photos and put them on Instagram of the decks that I'm working with tonight. This deck is called the Secret Dakini Oracle. So it's interesting. It is an oracle deck, right? So it's not a specific tarot, but it does sort of trap the tarot. So, you know, they, they do like, you know, they'll have a card that, you know, instead of the emperor, they have a card called Hot Seat that is very much like the emperor. So, you know, it kind, it kind of tracks. Um, but it's, it's a very deep, as I was pulling the cards, I was like, oh my God, this, this querent is going to get such a deep reading because this is a very deep deck. Okay. So, so here we go. Um, what, what is it like to um, find a stable life in Spain? It looks really in a practical way, very hard actually. Um, and I wish that that wasn't true. It does look hard. The first card that comes up is this card called Pearls Before Swine. And it's a really cute pig that's, sitting on a top of a giant mound of pearls, okay? Um, you know, the idea behind this phrase is that, you know, there's um, something about your environment or people in your environment can't see how wonderful you are. You know, they just don't have the refinement to see how great you are. So, you know, it's not an exact match, but I do, what I'm getting out of that is that, um, you know, it's there's something about what you have to offer Spain that's not matching up with what Spain needs. You know, if that's not a, you know, just a metaphor for a different way of saying you're having a hard time finding a job. I mean, I think that's what the Pearls Before Swine card is saying. Um, and it's like you're trying to get recognition and it's just like not, it's it's really not happening. The next card, it's called Survival. It's it's a rough card. It's like a factory with a bunch of like toxic, mounds of toxic waste, right? And then growing out of the toxic waste is just this little hearty plant, right? Just giving it its all. And that's you in Spain, right? You're just like, damn it. I want to be here so bad, even though it's hard for me to plant my roots. I'm not necessarily, I mean, obviously you love being in Spain and it's nurturing you, but you know, you don't have a plan. Finding a plan is the roots that you need. And it seems like that is really hard. However, your final card is a card called wave of bliss. Okay. And it's, you know, it's that famous, um, you know, painting by the Japanese painter of that giant wave with a boat, uh, like kind of like a, a very old type of Japanese, you know, fishing vessel kind of caught up in it. And it's superimposed in front of a photo of a real wave. This is just telling us how swept away you are by being in Spain. Um, you know, it's almost like you, you, you love it there so much that the fact that it's, you know, that you, you, it's hard to find stability there barely matters because you're being fed so much emotionally. Um, and that's really, really amazing. So, okay. 
yeah, it's hard for you to find a plan. And that's, that's what that looks like. Now, what does it look like for you to go back? It looks worse for you to go back to your home. And I want to say it's because you are, Spain has changed you and you are not going to be able to easily slide in to your old life in Minnesota. And here's why I'm saying this. Okay. The first card that came up is one called solar return. It's almost like a birthday card. It's like the sun has come back around to where it was. And it's interesting. You're coming back around to where you grew up, right? So it's a homecoming of sorts. And and it's really about, it's time to take stock of something, right? Um, you know, the, the earth has moved around the sun and now here you are back at home. Your next card is called chameleon and it's this big close up of a chameleon's face. Um, and you know, it, it's a little bit of a neutral card, but it does talk about how, you know, what the, how we all have the ability to just sort of blend into our environment. And I'm worried about you. You don't just want to blend back into Minnesota. Like you're having a heightened experience in Spain and you want to hold on to it. And you do run the risk of just sort of, you know, moving back home. It's sort of like you trying to take on the colors of your environment so that you can kind of blend in there. Um, your final card, and this is why I'm really like, no, you can't move back home. Um, it's a card called Holocaust. And it's like the tower card, basically. It's a house on fire. Um, and out of the chimney is an explosion of eyeballs. It's this wild, wild card. And, you know, no, it's like there's Minnesota is you, you can't keep them on the farm after they've seen the city. Right. I mean, you can't go back to Minnesota after you've been in Spain. So you are in limbo. Is it OK? I pulled some cards. It is okay. Um, the first card you got, it's called Way Through, okay? And it's a key. It's a picture of a key, like a skeleton key that's like floating in outer space, right? And I just love this for you. Like you are the key to your own experience. You're the key to your life. And you're just out there in space right now trying to figure it out. And I really believe that you are going to figure it out. Is it going to be hard? Yes. Pearls before swine, survival, right? Or is that what that what card was called? Yes, survival. It is going to be hard. But that wave of bliss feels very sustaining to you. And it feels absolutely like a better decision than going back to Minnesota. Um, more cards about you being in limbo, a card called Magic Carpet. It's this beautiful um, Persian carpet that has these different, um, you know, like Indian deities on each corner of it. And it's floating, you know, over some beautiful, I don't know what it's over. It's like mountains or glaciers. And again, it's like, you're having this elevated experience. It's, it's dreamy. Like you're, you're seeing the heights that this earthly life can give us. That is so important and so beautiful. Um, and you've got to keep writing it out. Um, your final card here is called mean and heavy. And it's basically a, an iteration of the the Hindu goddess Kali. And, um, you know, it's not quite Kali, but it's very Kali-esque. She's got, her, her body is like big leather boots stepping on a pile of skulls. So she's a tough love card, okay? What I'm seeing is that like, yeah, it is okay that you're in limbo, but you are gonna have to get a plan together. You know, something is going to have to happen. Reality is gonna come and smack you across the face and it might be a little harsh. You might wanna try and get ahead of it. You know, is it possible for you to get ahead of this reality um, check that is sort of gonna come for you? I think that it might be, um, or you might just be like, living this experience out and you have to see it through, you know, but I do, I do think that, um, going back to Minnesota is a no. So if the only other option is Spain, 
then huzzah, you are now living in Spain. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, you guys, we have some more time here. I want to just say hi to folks who've joined us um, and let you know that if you're listening on Spotify, you can totally jump over into Spotify Live and participate in our incredible chat, as well as raise your hand and see if I can, you know, maybe I'll pick on you to share a problem. You can also send me your problems uh, to my Instagram, Michelle Tease, T-E-A-Z. I will never contact you for tarot reading. If that happens, it's a scammer. Um, and we do this every Thursday night, six o'clock um, on the West Coast and nine o'clock on the East Coast. Okay, let me see who we have next. And I believe it is Darlene. Darlene, you are up. Can I help you with a problem? Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you great. Okay, cool. Hi. Um, awesome. Uh, so I left my mundane day, day job a few weeks ago, um, right after that full moon. And it's been really awesome, super liberating, something I need to do in order to like start practicing my like purpose full time. Uh-huh. Um, as I'm going down this spiritual awakening and really coming to terms with what I want to do moving forward. Um, so it's been great, but I do want to get like a vibe check for like next month um, as I'm about to move and kind of start taking classes and certifications um, to do this full time. So yeah, I just kind of want to see what's going to come across for me. Okay, cool. It sounds like maybe your cat has a question for the tarot as well, though. Yeah, so sorry. He's so vocal. Oh my gosh. You love the animals. Okay, so what's a vibe check as you are getting ready to move? You left behind a job. You're following, like, you're following your path. You're getting certified. I love all of this. What's it going to look like as you really take off in this direction? Oh, it looks good. It looks it looks really nice. Um, the very first card you have is the three of discs, which is work, right? And so it's like, you're ready for it. It's like, you're ready to like set off on this next like career or vocation, vocational journey, right? Like when we're able to actually, you know, work at doing the things that we feel like we're put here to do and, and not just having a J-O-B, you know, for somebody else's vision. So this is a really great, it's Mars and Capricorn. So it's like, you've got all the energy um, and you want it. Like you really want to walk this path and to learn these skills and to like be in this, you know, whatever this industry is that you're going to be walking into. It's really where you want to be and you're psyched. I love this for you. Um, the next card is the 10 of cups, which is kind of interesting because you seem anything but 10 of cups having just made a bunch of changes, you know, but the 10 of cups, um, it's making me wonder, is is there is there some other part of your life? Um, I'm wondering if since you made these big changes, you got rid of stuff that wasn't working, you're setting off on inspiring new paths. I wouldn't be surprised if that suddenly really shows you that there's a couple other things in your life that actually also need to be rehauled. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, actually, I don't have time for these other things now. People, places, things, like ways of thinking maybe. Um, so I feel like you're going to, if something feels stagnant or like it's not able to keep up with this sort of like new burst of energy that you've brought into your life, it's going to kind of fall by the wayside. So I wouldn't be surprised if you, you know, kind of say goodbye to, you know, a couple other aspects of your life, you know, in the coming, in the coming months. Um, and finally, you got the six of swords. That's, that's one of my favorite cards in this deck. It's like, 
it's like all about having made the right decisions. Like you did the right things. You had clarity. You had, um, you had smarts. Like you just made the smart decisions for yourself. You were strategic. Um, it's, it's Mercury and Aquarius. And I love that. It's like you had a vision. You were able to communicate that vision to yourself and to whoever else needed to hear it. And, you know, there, there you go. Um, this just looks really, really good. And again, you know, if something feels a little stagnant, um, I think you're going to be, you're, it's really going to, it's going to be almost like a red flag to you. Does that make sense? Yes, that does. Um, it definitely does. I often do feel very stagnant energy is still like attached to me. And so uh, that's helpful that there's still something that I really need to like dig deeper in in order yeah. to like let go. So yeah, yeah. But um, like you're, you're as far as like all your work stuff and you, you being able to just like have the clarity to see what it is that is feeling a little cloudy or stagnant. Like it looks, it, that looks really strong. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. You're so welcome. Good luck. Okay. Um, oh no, I'm seeing that, um, 80 is okay. I, I, 80, I just want to tell you that I'm seeing the chat that you, the, the um, question that you put into the chat as a rule, I really don't pull cards from people's questions in the chat, but 80 has been here before. Um, and I've read cards for her and I'm seeing that, you know, there is, um, there's a health problem that's going on with fibroids. Oh, I know about that. I've had fibroids. I've, I've also been on Lupron before. Um, so listen, um, I don't feel comfortable pulling cards on health problems. Um, I'm really, really sorry about that because I understand um, that there, I understand how the tarot could be so helpful or could feel like it could be so helpful to tell you a direction to go in um, when you're, you know, having what feels like a really large stakes healthcare problem for your own body. Um, you know, and it's all about like, you know, the question is whether or not to save your uterus. That's a huge, huge question. I really want you to talk to as many doctors um, and healthcare professionals as you can. I don't feel comfortable pulling a card on it. And I'm so sorry. If there's anybody here in the chat that, you know, is a healthcare professional or, you know, has had an experience with fibroids, really bad fibroids, like the kind 80s dealing with, um, reach out. And if it's not, if it doesn't work to reach out here, please find each other on Discord and um, help each other, okay? I know folks are lighting candles for you, 80. Um, next time I hit my altar, I'm going to do the same thing. Um, I'm so sorry that I can't help you, but I just, it's just, it's it's really, it feels really tricky to pull cards for health problems. Um so I'm not going to do it. Oh, I hate saying no. I hate saying no. I always want to help. Oh, let's, let's, let's end with this sort of like scandalous question, shall we? It's always good to end, end a night with a scandal, right? I'm torn between two lovers. Okay. I love a question that begins with that. I'm with a man who is kind, but doesn't offer anything that makes me happy. Well, doesn't kindness make you happy? <laughs> okay, all right, maybe not. Maybe you're like, kindness is basic. I want more than that. Okay, that's fine. Um, cheated on me twice. Oh, well, that doesn't sound too kind, actually. Uh, an ex that I have loved since I was 17. And while he makes it difficult to get close, we've had a connection that was like no other that made us always come back to each other. 
an ex I was engaged to before my current boyfriend that I had the best life with, but wasn't up to par on my life goals. I'm confused about this. I'm just confused. Everything sounds so great. And then, but then there's all these problems. Okay. I'm struggling with when I'll find my lover, who to choose. They're all at hand and I want to decide properly. I often follow my heart, then my head, and it never seemed to work out. I'm torn. I want to find my heart's desire. Um, okay, so the man who cheated and then the ex. There's got to be more. There's more than that. <laughs> there's just more than that out there. There's more than the guy who cheated on you and like the person that you're just like clinging to since you were 17 years old. Um, all right, let me see. Um, what is it like for you to stay with the kind person who cheated on you? Huh. I mean... Jeez, cheated on you twice? I don't know, man. That's rough. That's hard to get past. But let's see what it looks like for you to stay with him. This, you know, the person that you have had a crush on since you were 17, I don't know how old you are right now. I mean, if it was that great, you know, I, I'm a little, I am a little um, suspicious, sometimes skeptical of like these sort of like, it was so beautiful. I've held it in my heart. It was, you know, incredible. Because I'm like, was it though? Because wouldn't you like, wouldn't you be together if that was the case, right? I mean, I think it's really easy to romanticize the past, you know, and beat ourselves up. And, and it just gives our mind like something to hang on sometimes. But I'm picking three cards. What does it look like for you to return to the, the, the youthful love? And now how about getting away from both of these dudes, getting away from the kind cheater, <laughs> getting away from the, the, you know, the teen, the teen dream. Okay. And like, you know, being with yourself for a minute and then just like looking elsewhere. What does that look like for you? Can you tell by like the judgmental tone of my voice, which one I am <laughs> hoping for, but you know, life is weird, you guys, and it's not always rational. So let's see what the tarot is saying. Um, the guy, the, the kind cheater, all right, the kind cheater actually looks like a lot of fun. And um, geez, maybe you should just be like polyamorous. I don't know. He might cheat again. I just picked the moon. But it's the nine of wands. I'm sorry, the eight of wands, swiftness, you know, Mercury and Sagittarius. Wow, lots of lots of energy there. Lots of energy. I bet you guys have great like chemistry. <laughs> uh, two of wands, Mars in Aries. It's like, okay, um, this is a guy who's probably going to do what he wants, right? I mean, that's that's what I'm seeing with that. But then also victory, six of wands, Jupiter and Leo. Like, I don't know. Is there some way you can figure this out? Um, because that that's so nice. I mean, it's a lot of fire. So I guess there's an argument for it being a little, uh, you know, unbalanced. But um, it, those are really hot cards. Now, let's see. The 17-year-old. Oh, my God. What do I know about anything? You know? The very first thing that comes up is the star, okay? You got the star card. Um, and that, <laughs> yeah, this person, you, you're, it's true. You did have a really great connection. This is an important person to you. Um, you know, then you get the princess of wands, which is a very beautiful card about openness. And like, I think there's something about this person. You, here's what it is. You miss who you were when you were around them. You know, you miss what they brought out of you. Um, it, there was something very beautiful and freeing and, and things felt very possible when you were with this person. And that's what you're looking for is that sensation again. You know, the final card is the five of wands, strife, conflict. Um, there is, you know, that I don't, I don't see that this is something that's actually going to happen for you. 
Um, but I think that there's information for you in this that could be very helpful, which is like, you want someone who makes you feel like that. You know, maybe that is like a, a type of litmus test. You know, you want a person who makes you feel like anything's possible and like you're free and like you're magic, right? So is that is that for you? Is that waiting for you elsewhere? Let's see what that looks like. You know, yeah, I think it might be. I mean, you um, there's a hump that you have to get over. You know, it, it feels very similar to that last, uh, you know, question a, a few back where it was, you know, about the um, was somebody somebody got the universe card. It's you know, if you look elsewhere for love, you're gonna get the sun card. And I love that. I mean, that is love. That's real love. That's beautiful. It's warming. It's love that sees you for who you are. You see your partner for who they are. But to get there, it's like you need to stabilize yourself. Like everything feels a little wild. You got the four of wands. um, That is Venus and Aries. And so it seems like there's a lot of maybe a sense of urgency about like needing to find your person right away. Um, And that's not helping you. Like that's going to keep you like running running around and like just jumping on things and not making smart choices. Um, you also have the 10 of cups again, uh, that's come up a lot tonight. Um, that's the satiety card. And, you know, I think that there's something about your pattern in this that you need to look at. And like, you might even be starting to be get, getting, <laughs> I think you might be getting sick of your part in this, right? Whatever that part is, there's always, we always have a part, right? Whatever your part is, it might even just be your attitude something about it is making you, you're a little burnt out on it. And I do think that, um, you know, if you do end up not being with this guy anymore that you're with right now, I mean, it does look fun. It looks lovely. It looks like it can really go. But if something happens and you leave, like just be on your own for a minute, check yourself out. And then you, the sun will come for you, but you got to let go of the 17 year old. <laughs> I, I mean, I know he's not 17 anymore. I don't think you're chasing a teenager, but this ideal that you created when you were 17, it's gone, but there's something there that, that to feed you, you want to feel like how you felt, but it's not that person. Okay. I really hope that was helpful. Um, okay. You guys, if you want to listen to back episodes of ask the tarot, they are all on Spotify, go over to, uh, the, your magic, you search for your magic, go to our, go to our thread and um, or our feed, <laughs> and you'll find so many back episodes of Ask the Tarot, and you can just binge listen to them. So yeah, the the podcast is called Your Magic. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at This Is Your Magic. So that's why that is. Oh, I'm glad people love it. I'm seeing. Thank you, Kara. I'm glad you love the podcast. We love doing it. Um, I will be here again next Thursday. Send me your questions. Um, Go hang out on Discord. I'm really excited to see, you know, what happens over there. I think you guys are the best. This is so fun for me. Thanks for trusting me with your problems. AD, we're sending you so much love. Lance, we're sending you love. I mean, everybody, thank you so much for opening up and um, being part of this community. And happy new moon. Yes. Thank you, Monica. Happy new moon. And uh, sit tight. Ride the eclipse this Saturday. Okay. Bye-bye. Hi, friends. Remember to catch Ask the Tarot live right here on Spotify every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can join me for a journey through the cycles of life, love, aspiration, all in real time. Want me to do a reading for you? Just download the Spotify Live app for free today. It's available in the App Store, and you can join me every week I go live. You'll be able to meet really unique people, chat with other listeners, and even ask questions of your own. Remember, you can always listen to Ask the Tarot live on Spotify 
every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Want to be part of the conversation? Download the Spotify Live app for free today and make sure to follow the Ask the Tarot show page to be notified every time we go live. 